Hello again and a very warm welcome to our NICE guideline update podcast. My name is Emma Smith and I'm an advanced nurse practitioner and the Director of Clinical Services and Quality for North Norfolk Primary Care. I'm here with my podcast partner Emma Lambon. Hello, I'm Emma Lambon and I'm an advanced nurse practitioner and a non-executive director of North Norfolk Primary Care. This podcast is an 8-10 to minute overview of any new or changed guidelines from NICE for the month of November, which are relevant to us in primary care and is in conjunction with the NICE Guideline monthly newsletter, which is distributed not only to all North Norfolk clinicians, but beyond. Our monthly podcasts can also be found on the North Norfolk Primary Care website at nnpc.info. So Emma, what is new or changed this month from NICE? Well, this month there are some updates from NICE which are significant and interesting to us in primary care. The first is a brand new guidance on the diagnosis and management of subarachnoid haemorrhage caused by a ruptured aneurysm. And this was published on the 23rd of November. Initially, it may sound very secondary care related, but actually there are some pertinent areas of that can be applied to us in primary care. So obviously, we all know subarachnoid haemorrhage um, describes a bleed into the fluid-filled subarachnoid space around the brain in the spinal cord. Spontaneous subarachnoid haemorrhage accounts for about 5% of all strokes. So around 80% of people of those, the bleed arises from a rupture of an intracranial arterial aneurysm. Aneurysmal subarachnoid hemorrhage is slightly more common in women than in men and they can occur, occur on a wide range of ages with a medium age presentation between 50 and 60. So it's really worth knowing. Um, the NICE guidance aims to improve diagnosis of subarachnoid hemorrhage. And so far for us in primary care, that initial assessment of a patient with an unexplained acute severe headache which will require urgent investigation to minimise disability and death from the bleeding of a ruptured aneurysm. Okay, so in our history taking an assessment in primary care, how do we define a possible subarachnoid haemorrhage versus, say, a benign headache? So the NICE guidance is quite clear in in that it um, offers advice that a thunderclap headache is a red flag symptom of subarachnoid haemorrhage. A thunderclap headache is often sudden, severe and typically peaks in in intensity within one to five minutes. And a thunderclap headache is associated with other conditions or causes, as we know, such as a migraine, cough, postcoital or exertion. Um, Most people with a thunderclap headache do not have a subarachnoid haemorrhage, but this should be not to deter further investigation if if a subarachnoid haemorrhage is suspected. And those people with a subarachnoid hemorrhage can present with a range of other non-specific symptoms and signs that are greater um, of a risk of diagnosis being, being missed. Other symptoms and signs of a subarachnoid hemorrhage can include, but are not limited to, neck pain or stiffness, photophobia, nausea and vomiting, new symptoms of um, or signs of altered brain function, such as reduced consciousness, seizures or a focal neurological deficit. Um, you could also um, expect to see limited or painful neck, neck flexion on examination. Okay, and what does the guidance tell us about the timeline for investigations? I mean, obviously, this is this is a urgent secondary care investigations mm, needed. Yeah. It's an emergency. So if there are any suspicions of a subarachnoid hemorrhage, then um, an urgent secondary care referral is needed. Um, this is obviously because the diagnosis ac- accuracy of CT head scans is the highest within six hours of the onset of symptoms. 
In fact, the guidance recommend that if the patient cannot give an accurate history, for example, due to a learning difficulty, alters conscious level or language problem, then ask anyone else who may have witnessed the onset of symptoms, but do not delay that referral. There is a guidance for follow-up care post-subarachnoid hemorrhage on discharge from hospital, which again, you know, we can help um, have an input into that. So such as uh, discussing with the patient hypertension, anticoagulation and headache management. And there's an ex- excellent visual summary in the NICE guidance to aid assessment and diagnosis. Great. Thanks, Emma. OK, so there are no other new or updated guidances relevant to us in primary care this month. So let's now look at other interesting news from NICE. On the 4th of November, a draft was released by NICE for consultation, which advises on technologies which can be used by mental health professionals to support children with anxiety. So it incorporates mobile phones, tablets or desktop computers to increase convenience in the access to mental health support for children. So digital CBT could be delivered via mobile phones, tablets or computers. Uh, This is accessed remotely and offers flexible access, greater privacy and increased convenience. Um, And it could support face-to-face CBT for children. It's particularly appealing, I think, to children and young people who are usually the regular users of such um, smartphones and tablets. Uh, NICE's Independent Medical Technologies Advisory Committee has conditionally recommended five technologies as first-line treatment options or alongside other treatments while their further evidence is generated. So further evidence is required to access the benefit, assess the benefits before it's considered for wider use in the NHS. But it is an exciting development to potentially improve mm. mental health support for children. Mm. Thanks, Emma. I agree. And I think that we would all agree that since the pandemic, mild to moderate levels of anxiety, particularly in children, has increased. So this will be a really interesting development to, to watch out for. And also, you know, to help support children's mental health teams and the child if if it's rolled out nationally. Um, So on other news, NICE have also recommended three further treatments for COVID-19 this month. In a draft guidance, there are two antivirals which have both been recommended for hospital settings and a dual combined antiviral has been recommended for non-hospital setting use. Um, So once this um, recommendation is evaluated and published, this guidance will form, hopefully, the Commission of Treatments within the NHS to help support those patients who are suffering from COVID-19. That's great. Thank you, Emma. Um, And just one more piece of interesting news from NICE this month to bring to you all. People with osteoarthritis who are eligible for knee surgery could be offered specially adapted shoes to help with their painful and stiff knees following a draft recommendation by NICE. The APOS shoe is a device worn by those with severe osteoarthritis to help re-educate muscles and correct abnormal walking as a result of the disease. Analysis of the shoes has demonstrated a potential saving to the NHS of £1,958 per person when compared to the cost of standard care over a five-year period. So the committee has recommended APOS footwear for people for whom non-surgical standard care hasn't worked well enough or who meet the referral, referral criteria for total knee replacement surgery, but maybe can't have it or do not want to have that surgery. Okay, that's, that's good news. Thanks, Emma. 
Um, so next here is just a snippet of NNPC news in relation to the dermatology service, which has now been recommissioned and recommenced last month. So that will be the, the teledermatology service through Synapsis. Um, we held a very successful dermato dermatology educational interactive event on the 7th of December, which was very, very well attended and very well received. So if you watch this space for further events, which we will let you know about and we will no doubt um, run in the near future. If you do have any ideas on what might be useful topics for next events and next dermatology events, then email us at nnpc.dermatology at nhs.net. Our website, as we mentioned last month, is www.nnpc.info and this provides information on all the clinical services which we provide at North Norfolk Primary Care and, and can also be used to gain contact details to myself and Emma should you wish to offer feedback um, on this podcast. We would love to hear from you. So I think that's all for this month. Thanks ever so much for listening. Due to the up and coming holiday season, um, we will be back in February with a combined January and December uh, update on any new or updated NICE guidances. Perfect. So just to wish you a happy holidays and we will speak with you and, and see you in the new year.